That's why we have repeat business and people keep coming up here year after year. We are growing, we're growing at a, at a fast pace. I want to offer beers that stick with the whole concept of buying and consuming local. Welcome to Barefoot, the official podcast of Grand Travers Resort and Spa and all things Northern Michigan. Whether you're dipping your toes in the lake, sipping wine on the peninsula, or playing your best round of golf, let us guide you on your next up north adventure. We are sitting up in Airy Restaurant and Lounge, located on the 16th floor of the Tower of Grand Traverse Resort and Spa. An unreal view of not only the resort's beautiful property, the golf courses, but Old Mission Peninsula. And I'm joined by Alex Truck, the general manager of Airy, and Cornell Olivier, the winemaker of one of the fabulous wineries out on Old Mission Peninsula, Bonobo. Cheers. Cheers. There you go. I think this is one of the cool things to talk about with Northern Michigan is a lot of people come up here. We're big foodie area in Traverse City, oh, big yes. foodie town, and then the wineries. I mean, the Traverse Wine Coast. And you really, you're all different and you're all separate, but you also all work together and support each other. Yeah, I mean, being in the hospitality and service industry and, and all that has been, you know, really challenging. And, and I think with us all, it's... Uh, you know, talking to each other, um, trying to see how you know you're going to cope with things and come up with strategies and, and so on, because um, nothing was certain. You know, there was always you know changes was was all was kind of constantly. And um, although the one thing is like when we were all shut down, that was you know we're all shut down. So you know when are we going to be you know open up? What is that going to look like and so on? So it was yeah, it was good to you know talk to people, but very challenging so yeah we, we found it up here at the resort and more specifically up at Airy um, certainly challenging might be an understatement the uh, everything was very fluid uh, on a week-by-week -week basis for a while it, it would seem and uh, it, it but what it did it, it helped focus our minds on what is it that we that, that's very important to us for guests when they come up how can we provide that experience for them and make sure that we didn't let up on that to kind of keep track of the bigger scope and picture um, because we knew that you know eventually this will this too shall pass and we wanted to make sure that you know we look in the rear view mirror of this saying that yeah we were proud of how we handled it and how we were able to accomplish things and I think right. we did a pretty good job of that I mean f for me from the beginning was okay this is this is not gonna be easy but we have to look at the positive, like what will we take out of this at the end? I think it was just so strange to, you know, to think about how we used to do business and how everything was. I mean, there was no thing as, there was no such thing as social distancing. Oh my gosh, or right? Personal space, <laughs> what have you. <laughs> I was, was like, I think I can squeeze another table on, right you know? <laughs> in here. Yeah. You don't want to show empty tables. You don't want to show all this empty space you know, between no. each table and take some of the things off that you would normally have on there. It does kind of do something to the experience, you it know, affects, especially up here. the ambiance, the energy of the restaurant. Exactly. You know, when, you, when you're going out to um, have a good time, to have an experience, you know, full stop. That's that's what everybody does. You know, if yeah. you're, you're paying your hard-earned dollar to go out and uh, have a service and some food and drink, um, yeah, there needs to be a good energy to it and that comes with bodies and that's that was a key thing too with 
when when you're in the service industry, if you're gonna be behind that counter or server or you know walking up to a table, and you're not gonna be that energetic or like very welcoming to the people that sits there, it just adds to that like you said like the gloominess, and that's not what we wanted to see. We wanna you know it's we wanna see that happy, even though we're you know we have less people in the building, but if you can still see that happy faces on them enjoying the the things that you. Uh, serving them or, or and so on that was that's that was what's key for, for us um, was to still have people feel like you know nothing has changed but it has changed a lot actually so it's just you know having them feel comfortable and, and relaxed so let's start here at Aerie. Um I mean this is a very special restaurant we like to think so yes. <laughs> very unique again it's not just because of the beautiful view i mean the the food menu the wine list the whole setup here tell people who maybe haven't been here before or unfortunately had to come during the pandemic what what a typical experience or kind of the the goal of a time at areas for yeah, someone. Re- really they're, they're they're one and the same um pre-covid current during covid and what we're going to be doing post-covid and it's this this little thing of there you have to take the elevators in this tower up to the 16th floor or the uppermost floor um, there's a lot of stigma that comes with restaurants that are up on that have a great view and it's they can rest on the laurels of that view um, we cannot stand that notion and mm-hmm. we try extremely hard to make sure that the view is not what you're most impressed with when you're leaving you know we know that we're going to have individuals who dining in a restaurant like this is no big deal they do it all the time and we're going to have individuals that they save up for months and if not longer than that and this is going to be their big meal of the year our goal is for both of them to leave the restaurant going wow that was a really buttoned up experience so much better than i was expecting uh, and that comes in, you have to have savvy savvy staff who can read the guests, know mm-hmm. what type of service to provide, how much we need to kind of walk them through service, or to leave, leave them alone to provide that kind of quiet, very polished, professional type of service. Um, and the goal is just to exceed their expectations truly from you know food, beverage, and, and service. And then what about Cornell over at, at Bonobo? What would you say yeah. the atmosphere is? Because again, there's a dozen different wineries on Old Mission mm-hmm. Peninsula, plus a couple dozen over on Leelanau Peninsula. So people okay. have a lot to choose from. Why do you think people come to Bonobo specifically? Or what are you trying to do at Bonobo to draw people there? Obviously, we are still at you know a limited capacity. Um, but going forward, you know, well, well, when we first started, um, say last spring or so, um, one of the things that kind of helped us was the fact that we have a large facility mm-hmm. and then we also had a lot of outdoor um, area and then with you know with our license and stuff too uh, people were able to you know have their glass of wine and be able to roam around through the vineyards where you know some of the other facilities um, are you know people have to have the wine on the premise you know in the tasting room or, or near the tasting room um, so we had that option um, for them. Um, when we first, you know, when we first started, um, it was Memorial Day weekend. Um, I think it was the Monday before Memorial Day weekend. Where they opened everything. They opened it up. And I think that scared a lot of restaurants and bars <clears throat> and businesses. It did. Um, and I think for, for my, I'm, I'm a, 
I'm a go-getter and I'm gonna do come whatever it is to you know to get things done and that week was definitely a challenging week for us um, getting things ready for that that weekend because there was just so I mean there was so so much things that, that was that was unknown so we ended up starting off with um, having cups and, and it was myself and my assistant that was like on the spray bottle and and, and, and uh, did you sli- slide them their drinks on the pole <laughs> push, it was, push so, it towards them no we we had the um, them uh, the what do you call the shields oh yes. right the plastic um, barriers the plastic barriers up um, and uh, you know serve the wines in the, in the plastic cups and you knew that it was going to take away from the experience but we never wanted people to feel unsafe. But within you know three or four weeks after we opened, we graduated to glassware again, except for when you come and buy a, a, a glass of wine, you get your glass. Mm-hmm. So we still you know, made way, like say, like, you can take your glass, and we would just order more glass. And that was kind of like how we were doing business and uh, absorb that cost into the glass of glass uh, per wine cost um, and uh, yeah I bet and people like that little souvenir though I mean oh. that, that's a bonus for people when they know they can keep the glass and there's the Bonobo right. logo on it that becomes the souvenir and kind of you know a cool little bonus to them we want to take a quick moment to give our listeners something special the next time you visit Airy Restaurant and Lounge enjoy a free dessert with the purchase of an entree just give your server promo code barefoot. This offer is good through the end of April. Now back to the episode. Another little thing, you know, two things we don't like to hear up here is, you know, your restaurant with a view and also, um, you know, the fact that, oh, this is Traverse City. As if we've never lived, the the staff has never lived anywhere else or done anything (laughs) else. We're just, it's like a little small town you know, hospitality folks, and that couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, look, where a majority of people almost aren't even from here. They've all had experiences somewhere else. That's right. And they've brought that here. So it really is. So actually, yeah, let, let's get into just kind of the, the the food and wine scene up here for people who are maybe looking to, they've heard a lot about that scene up here. They're looking mm-hmm. to come up or maybe they've been up here before, but they've never really kind of dove into that. Sure. I mean, how how would you explain and especially for here at area i mean the the food and the wine menu i mean they really do stand out among other establishments we do i mean we we, we have an extremely creative chef uh brian petrick and he's been with us for a solid number of years now and the guy's just really creative uh, really cares about food and so does our front of house staff um, we're all into food into wine we go out we, we we drink it it means a lot to us um and so we always have a a very solid curated selection across the board and one of the more unique aspects of what we get to do up here is play tour guide for um, people who are looking to figure out Traverse City because figure it out it's kind of there's so many options there's a multitude and just pick your poison for where you'd like to go have fun and to have an insider track I know for certain that one of our favorite wineries that we're always going to recommend is Bonobo Hmm. it is absolutely gorgeous they have a a world-class view their wine is phenomenal and it, you know uh, Cornell was right they have a kitchen 
and mm-hmm. that's that's something that makes it super unique and one of those stops if you're on an old mission peninsula you need to make sure that you go there um but other than that it's just you name it i mean that's why people love that's why we have repeat business and people keep coming up here year after year we're not just a one-off stop no and that's and that's key it's like to have to have that repeat business if you if you do it right the first time you're going to be blessed going forward because those people who have you know experience a great time that first time mm-hmm. um they're going to keep coming back and they're going to re- recommend it or they're going to talk about it you never know and it's before you know it it's there's more and more and that's what we you know i've been on the peninsula since 1999 so i'm knocking oh, wow. on 21 years um when I first got on the peninsula, there was only four wineries. Uh, was Chateau Contrevo, Chateau Chantel, Bowers Harbor, and Peninsula Cellars. Um, that was it. And up until 2004, when uh, we started Bryce, um, that was the fifth one. And then, you know, in 2007, uh, two lads. And um, so that's been really, you know, really great um, to see change over the the last 20 yeah, as years. evidenced by the ever-increasing quality of the wine yeah. that comes out from here as each year y'all endeavor to have that much more understanding uh, about different vintages and how to handle them and possibilities and way to manipulate that juice exactly uh, it shows it really shows every year and it's not just you know with um how we manipulate it in in the winery for me everything starts in the vineyard and the vineyard practices has changed touche uh, a lot you know it's just another testament to like how we want to make this uh, region up here uh, better i mean um, it's so diverse oh yeah i mean it's mm-hmm. and you can get it all up here too i mean what what would you say stands out for for bonobo and and their wine offerings um so with, with bonobo i think what you know like alex said too the thing that uh, what we have different to is we have a kitchen but our wine selections are also very limited um and we basically, you know, have uh, you know, four, four to six uh, cultivars that we grow on, on, on the on the farm. But our focus um, is mainly on Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. Um, and besides the Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, um, sparkling wine, especially bottle fermented uh, sparkling wines, is something that um, no one else besides Larry Marby uh, really, you know, <laughs> dove into. Right. Um, and that's something that I've been really actively pursuing um my gosh since yeah when i was way back at the two lads and so on too but definitely the last few years i've been more focused on that um and that's some of the things that i think the sparkling wines for us at at bonobo um is really uh, gonna be something different for us and like i said we uh specialize in bottle fermented um which is you know your traditional style well, that is, the, that is the high-end way to do it. That's that's the fancy dancing way of uh, getting right. sparkling wine. And then have, you know, smaller, our, um, you know, and having smaller quantities of, of, of uh, productions on, on, on different wines and stuff. So, is it kind of yeah. a quality over quantity type type thing? It is. I mean, we still, we're, um, we are growing. We're growing at a, at a fast pace, but we also keep in mind that we are still um, taking care of the quality um, and not just like, hey, let's grow, 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 grow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's a, meth- it's it's methodical, um, and that's 
how I go about you know making the wines too and, and the vineyard man- management is the same thing it's being methodical about it and not just be wishy-washy about stuff well and explain too for people I mean I th- th- you're answering this question for me can you grow wine anywhere do you need to have a certain type of kind of geography you know location geographically to help with that because this is an interesting area right to oh, grow wine I mean oh. northern Michigan is not probably the place a lot of people think of no and I mean there's so many conversations that I've had with with people who run into people that was like you're from where and you're doing what <laughs> you know and uh, it's it's northern Michigan is definitely um, more challenging than other other regions um, but there's, you know, when you are being smart about it, um, there's ways that you can successfully grow uh, wine grapes here and potentially make some really world-class wines here. Um, and it comes along with, you know, experience and, uh, um, and just, yeah, the know-how, I guess. So. But I think one thing, too, a positive is a lot more people are experiencing and exploring up here who haven't been here before. You know, I think the pandemic put a lot of people in their cars versus on airplanes, yep. kept them closer to home. Yes. It, you know, um, experiencing places that are a driving distance. Mm-hmm. So people just not only from the state of Michigan, but maybe Wisconsin, Chicago, Ohio and Indiana. You know, you got people who were doing more road trips and they were looking for a new place to go to. So I think you saw a lot more people coming up here for the first time. hundred percent. Over the last year? You know, over the course of a year, I cannot tell you how many thousands of people I talk to um, because I I like to work the floor in the restaurant and talk to every guest and just proportionally compared to, you know, the normal comments that I hear Mm -hmm. last year was, you know, we'd never really done Traverse City Mm -hmm. um, and my goodness, we're so impressed. There's so much to do. I mean, it's been, it's just exceeded our, our expectations and everything is so nice and uh, well put together. So, yeah, I think we, last year, um, through a lot of our hard work, we're going to have some repeat visitors and um, that'll help lay ground the groundwork to only, you know, spread the tourism industry up here. It'll, I think, pay dividends for us um, the, for, for what we did last year. Yeah, that was, I mean, it, it, again, there were weird positives out of it, but yeah. I mean, but they were positives. I mean, there were some really cool things that people took the time to kind of, I think in, in one way, everyone did need that first moment of slowing down, <laughs> kind sure. of being stopped to, sure. to take a break, take a breath, right. just kind of reset and reevaluate. You know, I probably went on a little too long, but I think that helped a lot of people in the in the beginning. And then it gave everyone time, like we've said now, to, to get creative and try new. There's so many things that happened this past year that I, I guarantee we would have never tried here at the resort or up in area, and you guys wouldn't have had the chance to try right. too. And some of those things will totally be sticking around yeah. post-pandemic because they were fun, successful, people enjoyed them. You know, they were just something new that you could offer, and you can continue to do it. You, you, you could not be more correct. And, you know, one thing that I, I firmly personally believe, that it, it's you have to remain an eternal optimist, uh, especially through all of this stuff in it. So trying to look at the positive and remain optimistic, yeah, we, we had to reevaluate a lot of things, and we realized there's different ways of doing things. Um, and it's been a, a it's been enlightening um, and, and 
I find it. It's been a very rewarding year in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. You know, the struggle is real to be certain, <laughs> but especially now where we sit, I'm so glad we're looking back at it because I have a lot of optimism for what is just about to happen for oh, yeah. us up here. I mean, for us, even though it was you know pandemic time last year, um, we managed to have our most successful year ever. Um, Did you really? Yeah. It was it was phenomenal, um, and going into this coming season, we're expecting it to be you know bigger and better, um, and uh, yeah, and we're just you know looking forward to, to that and uh, making sure that we have our ducks in a row, um, our, you know, to to accomplish our goals and uh, and just yeah to deal with whatever's been thrown at us. So, and I think the one thing you could probably both both end on and agree with is no matter what, no matter what kind of restrictions are in place, no matter the capacity levels or, you know, the season and kind of where we're at, people who come up here and visit Traverse City and, and dine at Aerie or, or go to Bonobo, they can absolutely still expect that high level of service, satisfaction and experience that they would get at any other time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. People don't come to Erie for not just the viewers. Like you said, it's the food and the wine, the atmosphere, everything. And that's, for us, a Bonobo too. We have a great view of, of West uh, Grand Traverse Bay, but it's also, you know, that, that experience, the, the wine and, um, you yeah, know, the food that we have there. But it's, yeah, um, that's that's why people are going to come up. So. Yeah, it is. And, and, yes, to answer your question, you know, we genuinely care about your experience and just how you're going to feel about your, your your whole stay with us at the resort and then again more specifically up here at Harry. So we're going to do everything we can to make sure that it goes and exceeds your expectations. Cheers to that. Oh, yeah. oh, cheers. Oh, cheers, yeah. to, cheers to less cheers. challenges and better be days. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. From enjoying wine at Aerie to beers by the bay, we're checking out the new Stonehelm Brewing Company in Acme. So just about six miles outside of downtown Traverse City. I am joined by Chris Cargill. You're the head brewer here at Stonehelm Brewing Company. But let's, I mean, let's start with the first thing I noticed walking in the door here. The large metal brewing containers and the smell of beer. That's right. There's nothing. Uh, there's no wall. There's uh, really nothing separating uh, our tap room besides a, a short, I guess, half of a wall between the fermenters and all the brewing equipment and uh, and the tap room. So you are right next to the action. You don't find that in a lot of other breweries around town. I think that is so cool to walk in and see exactly where what you're you know getting from the tap and in your glass where it's coming from and kind of watch watch people doing it it's a craft yeah thanks uh that was part of the concept and i uh, gotta give um brent um our our owner and founder brent faber uh, uh credit for that idea he uh he thought it would be pretty neat to put people right next to the brewing action it's uh, almost like the brewing equivalent of being at a Japanese hibachi grill or something like that <laughs> you know it's it's not so bad as a brewer and, and I know that people people really enjoy that so all right so let's just dive into kind of the it's short history really behind this place because it's brand new you guys mm-hmm. opened just in February right yeah 
but this was a long time project. It sure was, yeah. <laughs> so take us back to kind of when maybe the concept started, but really, I mean, it, it was all during this pandemic. Yeah. Um, the 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 idea and motivation for it uh, itself started a few years back uh, for Brent. Uh, he knew that um, after being in the industry for several years and working at the filling station, he saw that there was uh, a, a a real desire for him to start his own operation, and uh, he saw that the Acme area was in need of something like this. That you know, Traverse City has a lot of breweries close to downtown. Um, you know, and then when you head east of TC, then there's pretty much not, not much going on until you hit uh, Elk Rapids or, or Bel Air to go to Shorts. So uh, he stumbled across the, Ac the old Acme Coin Laundry here, <laughs> um, and it turned out to be a, a really great spot with a view of the bay and um, a cool open, uh, open concept for, for the building itself. In fall of 2019, he we were friends as as mountain bikers and acquaintances through the filling station. But uh, he approached me as a brewer uh, to say, "Hey, I've got this plan, I've got this idea, and um, would you be interested in jumping on board?" So I was like, "Heck yeah! <laughs> Why not? Let's, let's make it happen." So, and so 2019 is kind of when the idea of of putting Stonehound here came to be. So before yeah. the pandemic. But the yep. workload of opening and all the construction in here and those kind of logistics, that was all done yeah. throughout 2020. Funny enough, the, the wheels really didn't start turning until, as far as physically here, uh, until the very beginning of 2020. And then very quickly, uh, as soon as we had just got some preliminary um, aspects of construction done, the first shutdown happened. We couldn't we couldn't have uh, contractors or construction workers in here. Um, it was still basically an empty shell of a building at that point, and there wasn't much much we could do, if, you know, for a few months at all, except just sit and wait for wait for a green light to start building again. Uh, you know, there are a lot of factors between. We are in a great spot. Uh, there, are, there's a. There's quite a population um, within just a few miles of us, and um, uh, you know, alcohol is a uh, historically a very recession-proof industry. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it definitely the whole service industry got hurt by by the pandemic, but uh, as a whole, people still, uh, even when times are hard, people like to go out and have a good time, and um, you know. Get a, little get, a little, glass, get a little buzz yeah. on and, and relax. So, you know, we had the certainty that long-term things would, would work out as long as, the, as, long as we could uh, make it through, you know, the year or so that it took to, to get the doors open here. And you so. guys did. We Door, made it. The doors are open. We made it. We, we passed, uh, we, we, it, was, it was like getting through one finish line and then beginning a whole different race. So... Uh, it's good to be here, though. So let's again, like, just look at this. I mean, the location is is prime in a different way to Traverse City, I would say. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just think of downtown. Uh, like you said, that's where a lot of the breweries are. You've got the wineries right up the peninsula, other tasting rooms and distilleries. But, I mean, this side of town, you've got 
the Holiday Hills area, you've got the Acme community, the Williamsburg community, you're not far from Elk Rapids, you just, you do have a whole different group over here mm-hmm. who I think have been kind of longing or looking for a place like this, kind of in their their little community in Neck of the Woods. And yeah. again, the location, the view of the bay kind of surprises you because you, for some reason, when you're driving in and pulling to the parking lot, it's behind you, so you don't really notice it so much. You walk in, you're totally taken in by that awesome smell of beer and the bar area and then you turn around and have this fantastic view of the bay so tell me about this spot i mean again what makes it so unique and different from other breweries around you know traverse city northern michigan because to me it's it's totally being able to see the room where everything is made and kind of where the magic happens yeah that's a big part of what sets us uh sets us apart from most other breweries is the openness with the brewing production area um we've also like you mentioned we've got a great view of the bay here um and it's it's just fun to watch how things change when you know you can see the peninsula you can see when the water is you know looking like glass and placid or whether it's choppy and angry looking and um uh, it's 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 great to just take that in um and we've got a great setup here with uh with a kitchen as well we have radish uh who also has a location downtown to, to service some delicious uh vegan mexican style street food um and uh i guess another big drawing point for for a lot of people is our is our nice uh, river uh river rock type bar with uh, a lot of brent's personal rock collection oh that's um, cool yeah so that's a great thing to sip on a beer and, and look at as well yeah and you've got tvs so you've got you know the bar where you can sit with the high tops and outdoor patio yeah yeah we have that as well uh, plenty of space to enjoy some fresh air with uh social distancing in mind and uh, especially as we're rolling into the spring and summer here uh it's gonna be really nice to sit out there and enjoy the view and uh, enjoy some brews too. Well, and again, I think we're talking about outside. Another nice thing about your location is you've got the marina right across the street. So you got right, boaters coming in. Right. Now you got the Acme Beach, and then you're not far from the trails either. Exactly. So you probably get a lot of people coming in. I mean, great place to bike or hike to. I mean, you can get yeah. here in a lot of different ways. Yeah, and it's a great spot. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of synergy between the fact that we have uh, the post office, the Ace Hardware. Uh, the recycling uh, center here that people can go, oh, well, I, I need to go get a new power drill from Ace or uh, I got to go drop off the recycling. So I guess I go stop in for a beer or maybe even going for a ski or a bike ride on the Vasa Trail. Uh, you There's know, nothing better not? to pull you down or reward yourself Ex- then with a exactly. nice beer. <laughs> yeah. And that's part of our whole um Part of our whole ethos here is tying ourselves into that outdoor active northern michigan lifestyle too so whether you're out on the water out on the trail my focus as a brewer is is trying to provide some some session beers some lower abv options for people who just want a refreshing beverage but uh want to be able to throw back a few without getting you know too intoxicated mm-hmm. so so looking at the beer list i mean this really does come from you Mm-hmm. So tell me about the different beers that you have here on the menu. I'm drinking the Jam Sesh, and you have the Even Flow Session IPA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so those are two of uh, two prime examples of the lower ABV options uh, that I think are going to be like 
especially in summertime, great, uh, uh, refreshing, drinkable. It's refreshing. Uh, yeah. Summer beers. And, um, you know, in the nowadays in the brewing industry, uh, especially when you've got a lot of other uh a lot of other breweries in the area people expect a little bit of everything um they want some variety and so and i'm happy to to provide a a good variety of different beers for people at different options of avb abv different styles um but uh to me i want to be able to offer several options that are lower strength beers so we have like you mentioned the jam sesh the even flow session ipa um then we've got things like your your what i think of as a typical flagship ipa in the headwaters Mm -hmm. uh which was our first beer to actually sell out from uh the first round so i just Rebrewed that a couple weeks ago and am going to put it back up on tap tomorrow. Um, that's one that I, I personally really enjoy. Uh, it's Centennial and Simcoe hops and um, really good uh, full-bodied full multi-IPA. Um, another really popular one has been our Powerline Porter which um, I've heard several people <laughs> come in for that one since yeah we've for been some here. reason the the early afternoon crowd really enjoys the powerline porter with uh coffee in there from stockist coffee roasting in traverse city um it's a nice full-bodied porter with uh a big coffee right up front um and that kinda, does sound good yeah kind of uh granola and um just big malty chocolatey full body beer so well again you just said with coffee from another place in traverse city and that's a big emphasis as well that uh i want to offer beers that that uh stick with the whole concept of um buying and consuming local um i think sometimes it can be hypocritical of breweries to say hey buy it you know support local buy our stuff but we're buying all of our ingredients from out of state or overseas and certainly in a global marketplace there's some of that that you know makes a lot of sense but i feel like at least to some extent we should be paying that forward to other local industries especially when we're we're gifted in michigan to have options of like locally grown hops locally grown and produced malt and so i i put a lot of emphasis and in incorporating those ingredients um in in what i'm offering here that's what i was gonna say it's not hard to do that sure in michigan especially up here (laughs) i make a call i I can make a call or shoot an email over in the morning to mi local hops and that afternoon i can get hops delivered to my front door that's awesome you know no hassle people like to see that too they like to hear that everything that they're enjoying here is coming from right around this area you know as much as possible which is exciting no but the beer list is awesome and again there's there is totally something for everyone you've got your brown you've got your porter your ipas and ale Mm -hmm. there's also a cider and you said a seltzer coming too yep uh seltzer will go on tap this afternoon and um uh, I'm working right now on some lagered beers. Uh, those are, of course, a little bit, uh, take a little bit longer to produce than ales. And so uh, a little more patience. But here in the next couple weeks, I'll have a few options of uh, a first up a dry hop lager 
and uh, followed following that a Montmorency cherry mm. uh, dark lager. Love that. Wow, I don't know if I've seen a dark lager with Montmorency cherries before. It's a unique one, so that I'm really excited great. for that. Um, and so what's nice, again, is people can come up here and you can come in, just hang out at the bar, sit at the table. You know, you've got people getting food, but you do have cans. Correct, and yeah. And people can fill growlers, too. Yep, we uh, we can fill growlers, although we do not stock glass for growlers. Um, that's a whole... There's a there's a little bit of a storage space issue concerning that, but uh, uh, we do have uh, on the way we have some howlers like half-sized 32 ounce growlers uh, to that we will have available for sale. But mostly, uh, we just tell folks that hey, you know, there's everyone's got almost everyone has some growler sitting around from totally sure to the filling station or terra firma or somewhere who knows that you know that that you've had filled before and that you can just bring in and get it get it filled up here uh and then we also have cans available as well which is how i spent my spent my morning today filling cans filling cans yeah um but i guess you know again just what else do you guys hope to do here at Stonehound that kind of, again, sets you apart from other places or makes you that go-to spot that people want to travel outside of town to go to? Uh, for one, based on location, we're, we're just, it's, it's a great option for people who are already on the east side of town who say don't want to go into the hustle and bustle of downtown um, to and to fight with traffic in the summertime to go, hey, let's just let's just head over to Stonehound. It's a little bit easier to access and, um, you know, uh, maybe has a little bit more kind of open feeling than some of the uh, more uh, tighter spaces downtown. Um, our, access- our accessibility via the, the TART Trail is a big one too. You can ride your bike out here. And uh, the currently the Tart Trail dead ends right into Bunker Hill Road, uh, right across the street from us. So we're you're e- like the you're like the pot of gold at the end. Yeah, of the rainbow exactly. Oh, here. that's a great you're that's a great right analogy. At the end of the Tart Trail, it's like that's what you're going to. Mm-hmm. You want to ride the Tart? You're taking the Tart just to get right here. Exactly. <laughs> and we really are looking forward to uh, and are very supportive of the the efforts to extend the Tart all the way to. Uh, Elk Rapids and then Charlevoix and Petoskey. That's really exciting for us and something we look forward to in the near future as well. Well, it's exciting. I mean, I think this is totally the place to check out. And again, just it's especially on a day like today, but the sun is shining. The bay is just a beautiful, like 50 shades of blue. And, um, you know, to have that view, but then have that space. And there is just such a nice, like, atmosphere and homey feeling in here. But I do. I yeah. love seeing the production. I think that's really cool to give people kind of that inside look. And you don't find that at a lot of places. Yeah. And, and yeah, the open vibe is, is good, too. I'm glad we kept uh, the ceilings open. It's kind of spacious and airy feeling in here. And even though you guys, I mean, again, just open. I mean, you do have plans for, for some, you know, new stuff on the horizon with outdoor space and... Yep, yep. We hope to uh, add uh, an, uh, some additional outdoor space. Uh, we have some some plans in progress to build that out a little bit more. You know, we, we just look forward to being uh, growing and being a part of the community here. Uh, I mean, um, Brent uh, made a great commitment to uh, 10% of our membership is going to Tart Nimba, the, the Northern Michigan Mountain Bike Association, and 
and uh, Norte. We're trying to give back to the community and we're, we're excited for other opportunities to, to do that as our business, you know, as we kind of um, become more established and uh, grow past the initial like massive startup costs of a brewery. We're really excited to uh, you know, find opportunities to give back to our community. I think that's, that's one of the exciting things about just Northern Michigan in general is most companies and places up here, they absolutely stay involved and find a way to get to give back and truly become an integrated part of the community. Yeah, yeah, and exciting. that's why I love that, that the brewing community in general is really focused on, um, you know, both being uh, being in harmony with each other, uh, and, and it's it's great to hang out and uh, support other members of the brewing community. And also uh, there, there's a big focus on, you know, uh, giving back to our own, you know, place where, where we operate and get our money from and just keep the, keep the circle going. So. And again, that's the point of a brewery. You want community to come in here, gather together, exactly. raise a glass it's and not have just fun. A, it's, yeah, it's not just a place to go and drink and get a buzz on. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a gathering space. That's what is really exciting to me. It so. is, yeah, and you guys get to be a part of it in yeah. just a really cool way. Well, cheers to Stonehome Brewing Company. Cheers. Thank you. It's going to be an exciting time for you guys. So thank you, Chris. And stay tuned for the next episode of Barefoot. For more details, visit grandtraversresort.com.